expert strategies with Joe Wellyu, and there may be some destruction coming down the pike. Well, there certainly is from a from a disruption standpoint. If you look at the financial services industry, right, and you see just the sheer amount of innovation that has happened, and then the billions of dollars that are continuing to be poured into finding a better way, into fintech, into really making things better for that end customer, that is extremely concerning to large organizations that have not been able to innovate and keep up with the pace of change in the financial services spaces, specifically mortgage and real estate space, which we heavily focus on. But banking overall as well has been heavily impacted. And uh, I don't know that some of the large banks have felt the impact that mortgage has felt, but I think it's on the horizon. And uh, there's been a lot of interesting stuff that has come out lately about this. Why do you think it has been such a difficult concept for banks and the the lending industry in particular, Joe? And I don't know that it's as much of it is a difficult concept as it is. It's just really impossible to move as quickly as they need to move, considering just how massive some of these organizations are. I mean, you've got companies and businesses that have been doing things relatively a certain way for a very, very long time. And now all of a sudden, artificial intelligence and blockchain and digital mortgages and rocket mortgage and all of the this digital transformation starts happening and and it's happened seems like it's slowly happening at first and then it's just like an avalanche that happens right yeah and all of a sudden companies wake up and they're like oh my gosh we are really behind and so one statistic that just jumped off the page at me was a survey that was just done by a consultancy, and they surveyed about 100 uh, executives from financial services companies. And they cited 51% of these people felt that their existing technology, their legacy technology, was holding them back from innovating and therefore making the changes necessary to remain relevant and remain really strong in in the future of their businesses. Here's the other thing that jumped off at the page, to me anyway, was the next statistic they had was about a little over a third of these people surveyed found that a lack of support inside their own companies for new technology and innovation was, uh, was causing the biggest roadblock. So if you think about it, right, you've got certain parts of the organization that have a very clear picture. Yes, we need to innovate. We need to make decisions and move quickly. And then you've got people that are not supporting that because maybe it's not comfortable to them. Maybe they don't understand it as deeply as they need to. And maybe some cases it threatens jobs, right, inside the company. And so, you know, you've got over half of the people realizing that their existing legacy technology is holding them back. So they're not They're not innovating. They're not making improvements like they need to. And keep in mind, we've seen this creep up in other industries much, much more dramatically. Financial services has had such a moat around it and has been really impenetrable up until a lot of the recent fintech activity has started to prove there's vulnerability there. But if you you look at Uber, for example, which is a a great example of they turned an entire industry upside down in, in in a couple of years, right, by technology. 
Airbnb, we've talked about this in, in past episodes, but Airbnb, for example, all of a sudden becomes the largest hospitality company in the world, do more rooms than Marriott or Hilton or any of them. And it was technology at the center of it. They could move fast. They innovated. They're able to give the customers what they wanted. And you can go on and on across other industries and, and look at you know innovation where it's been able to come in and and all of a sudden open up markets that people didn't realize could be opened up. So what would be your advice, being that you exist in the technology space, to the companies and really kind of the producers that operate therein? So I, I think you have to have a absolute commitment to continuing to get better and continuing to innovate. Like it has to be a core focus of the business. And if it's not, you need to do whatever you need, whatever you can, whatever as an organization, assemble the teams to make it a primary goal. Because the one thing that we know is that the pace of change is just increasing. And so if you're not making those adjustments and a lot of companies that this is what we've experienced inside uh, working with large mortgage companies and some large banks now is they, some of them have the feeling that if they implement a new technology, right? or they build something that that's sort of, okay, I checked the box. We're good. We're innovating. And it never stops. You can't just put in a system and expect that five or seven years, you'll revisit this as a capital expenditure. Like it needs to be a core focus every single quarter for these companies. That's one of the biggest misalignments I see. You mean, does it also need to make its way into the culture? No question. It has to be built into the management team and the culture. And I think the risks are just too high um, to not do this. The companies that haven't been able to put meaningful innovation in place have seen their market share eaten. If you look at real estate, mortgage specifically, some of the financial services, banks have not experienced this quite yet, but I think the threat is bigger than it's ever been. You have people all of a sudden coming that are going to do it better than you. And even if it's your traditional competitors that have been investing in the innovation and committed to it, and you haven't, they're threatening you, not just the fintech brand new guys to the block, but your your normal competitors that you've always had there. If they're going big and you're sort of dragging your feet, they can just destroy you. Then the question remains, does this mean that there's a complete and total scrapping of legacy technology and infrastructure in favor of a new platform? Well, I think it's I, I think that's maybe a bold statement because there's certainly a lot more to if you separate, you look at banks versus just mortgage companies and there's different levels of complexity, okay, to those core systems. So I don't know that you can make that sweeping statement, but I do know that if you take all your core systems, particularly the ones that are around customer acquisition, customer retention, transactions. We've seen a particular huge amount of innovation around the transaction, okay? And we've seen companies do a lot more around the transaction than other parts, but they have not done maybe as much about retention of their customers. They haven't done maybe as as much about uh, more affordable customer acquisition, right? Mm -hmm. And how to leverage things that they already have, the data they have and things like that. So, you know, I think that there's going to just need to be a sweeping upgrade of everything that you're doing. And in some cases, yeah, it's going to mean throwing out your old product. In some cases, it's going to be an evolution. You got to find the balance that works for you. But I think it, it just jumps off the page to me, particularly when you see statistics and studies that start to see companies really, really recognizing this. So maybe don't panic, but definitely start looking into flexibility I, you know, and I, sustainability. I, I think if maybe you haven't been doing anything, maybe you might want to panic. panic. <laughs> 
<laughs> depending on what your numbers look like. But what we've seen all of a sudden is companies think, hey, we're great. And we've seen this really happen in mortgage. I've been closer to it than probably other segments of the financial services space recently. But we've seen it happen to where companies like, hey, we were good yesterday. What happened? And all of a sudden, we lost 20% of our revenue. Why? Well, you lost five of your top producers because your systems weren't modern and uh, you haven't been listening to them. They've been telling you to upgrade this stuff for years. And so, yeah, it, it can be panic mode, I guess. But bottom line is, it's a very exciting time. There's a lot of ways that you can put innovation in place and do it pretty quickly. I think if you talk to some of the people that have been in IT for many, many years, and it used to take five years to implement you know, new systems and technology, it's months today in general, most cases. You can implement core systems less, certainly less than a year. And in many cases, in, in a matter of three to six months, you can and have some meaningful innovation happening. So I think you got to commit and go big. Mm-hmm.